0: Welcome to this conversation with Kiara Townley. We talk about her love story, which is so awesome. We talk about motherhood. We talk about the challenges with motherhood, the challenges within entrepreneurship, the balancing of also having a baby and starting a business. If you're doing the same, then this might relate to you as well. We talk about the chakra system and how you can heal through that. And we also talk about living within the present moment and accepting exactly where you are and just learning to accept. So enjoy this episode, we have a lot of fun, we have a lot of laughter in this one, so enjoy it. Kiara, welcome to the She's Unshakeable podcast, I'm super excited to be here with you today and to share your story and your life challenges as well, because I know that there's been quite a few of them and I'm excited for this chat, so Welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: You're most welcome. So I'd love to just, first question I love to ask everyone is what is your morning routine? What do you do in the morning to get you ready for the day?
1: So I have a one-year-old, um, so I don't have a lot of free time. But yeah, I, my uh, husband does the morning shift, actually, because that's how we, uh, we agree, you know, on things. <laughs> and so I wake up uh, not too early and like 730 Nice. And I uh, exercise, That I do yoga, or I have a stationary bike, I do like 10 minutes, and then I do a quick meditation just to, you know, find the right place for, you know, for the day, like my mind, you know, my mindset, you know, and then uh, I uh, just uh, breakfast and I start my day taking care of my son.
0: Nice. Sounds wonderful. It's always what we want, isn't it? Bit of a relaxing morning and starting before you get to jump into mum life. So tell us a little bit more about your story, your background, um, everything in, in between, everything that you've done so far. Obviously, I've introduced you already, but um, tell us a little bit more about you.
1: Okay, so I was born in Italy, in Milan, and I stayed there until after university. So I graduated in Milan, and then I moved to London. And I found uh, a job there, and I work in a hotel, and that's where kind of my life changed when I met my husband there. So his parents came to the hotel, uh, and then when I saw him, I heard this voice that it was just a, I don't know if you want to call it supernatural moment or whatever if you want to label it, but this voice said, uh, you're going to marry this guy. And so for me, it was something very new. First of all, I never believed in love at first sight. And this voice, though, was very powerful. And I listened to it, and I didn't know what to do because I didn't know when I would see the guy again. And I decided to write a note. And the day that his parents checked out, I gave it to a co-worker, and I said, give this note to the son of this room. And so they did, and he wrote me, A week after that, and he was traveling. He said, I'm sorry, you know, I would have loved to hang out, but um, I'm finishing my year of studies here in the in the UK and then I'm going back to the US where I'm from. And so, you know, like a normal person at the time probably would have said like, no, I guess the voice was wrong, you know, like <laughs> I don't see the point here. But I ended him on Facebook and we started to talk via Facebook while he was traveling in South America before going back to the US and I was working. And that's kind of how we fell in love. So it was kind of like a fairy tale. And at the end of the three months, um, when he went back to the US, He asked me to go uh, to live with him in Seattle. And I was like, yeah, I guess I'm crazy enough to do that. Um, (laughs) But, you know, why don't you come to London first? So we can uh, physically hang out, you know. And so he did. uh, And eventually, you know, everything went really well. And we were so in love and just so naive. And um, I went to Seattle. But then things, you know, the fairy tale met with real life, and so things didn't go exactly as planned. Like there were all the immigration laws that we didn't know anything about, so mm. you know, like a like a mess, and we weren't ready for it. And so after the three months of the tourist visa, I went back home to Milan. We were kind of we weren't broken up, and we didn't have like concrete plans for the future, and so kind it kind of went uh, south from there. And uh, then I moved to Spain, and during that time, uh, we were separated, you know, we didn't talk that much, he started to date someone else, and I would just stalk him online, and just hurting myself, essentially, uh, my friends were really worried about me, uh, but I was like, but that voice, you know, that voice said that I would marry him, like, <laughs> it was so powerful, it rang so true to me, and so eventually, to cut the long story short, after, after a couple of years we found our way back to each other let's say and then we uh, got married in San Francisco in 2014 and uh, we saved some money because we wanted to travel the world and that's what we did after three years in San Francisco we traveled the world for six months and after we came back we decided to live in Portland, Oregon and that's where we moved three years ago and we had our first baby last year And I started 2020 with postpartum depression and anxiety. It was a very challenging time for me. Um, And uh, I was able to heal using spirituality. And uh, that's when I realized that I wanted to transform my challenges into something special to help other people. And that's what I did. And I launched my spiritual business in July 2020. Yuck. This is the story.
0: Yeah, that's a quick, that's the quick version, hey. <laughs> Very quick. So, I mean, tell me, I guess, in simple terms, like what's been the biggest challenge throughout that time for you?
1: Um, I'm sorry, I think I lost you for a minute there. Like, which, which time, which part of the challenges you want to know?
0: Well, which I guess which challenge for you stands out as one of the biggest ones?
1: Okay, so, well, the biggest one, I guess there's nothing compared to motherhood and what it was for me, uh, this big change in life. It just uh, cracked me open, essentially, because it was a huge identity crisis. For me, it was like, you know, people tell you so much about how you're physically tired, but I didn't consider the emotional turmoil of it. And I wasn't ready for the responsibility, essentially, of taking care of this, especially when he was very little. It's so fragile that you think you're going to do something stupid and he's going to break his head and you know, and, and so I yeah wasn't ready for all these emotional issues that I experienced. So that was, for me, was the biggest challenge for sure.
0: Nice. Um, and I can imagine that there's probably quite a few mums listening to this podcast as well and can probably 100% relate to you. And I can't because <laughs> I haven't been there yet. But I would love to know, like, what was it that you found that helped to through those times and how do you think if someone came to you and said that they were struggling with the same thing what could you do to to help them
1: So for me, um, I think that self-awareness is um, a very important thing to cultivate in your life. And so listening to your feelings, listening to your emotions, listening to your body, and when these things tell you, it's essential to understand yourself better, to understand what you're going through. So I've cultivated that throughout the years a lot. But I think that it's very important to remember that it's incredibly hard to analyze and connect with your emotions in the moment you have them, especially when they're negative. So the best thing you can do is accept them. And that's like one of the biggest, acceptance is one of the biggest lessons um, that I learned um, with this experience of motherhood. Mm -hmm. Because throughout all the pregnancy, I was always complaining because I didn't have an easy one. And I was just complaining and rejecting and resisting, you know, when you're thinking like, why is this happening? Why is it happening to me? And you just bring more pain to yourself. Mm -hmm. So the, the most important thing that you can do, the first one is really accept whatever is going on, whatever emotion, whatever feeling, just breathe into it. You know, just like long breaths can do magic just in a sense that they allow you to take in the issue that you're experiencing. And then when you breathe out, you let it go. Mm-hmm. And that's very important not to uh, resist, and because if you do that, then these problems just become bigger. And in the case of anxiety, you know, it just give anxiety so much more power. Mm-hmm. And so, the first thing you need to do is accept these feelings, and and then I think that for me what worked um, is following the chakra system as a roadmap. So I don't know if your listeners are familiar, but the idea is the people who believe in it, we have an energy field that extends beyond our physical body and it's made up of seven core centers that are called chakras and they start from the base of the spine and they go up to the top of the head and each one of these chakras are connected to a specific part of the body and a part, an area of life and so using the chakra system as a roadmap, I really started to to listen to my body. I knew it was like kind of an identity crisis, as I saw before, mm. because the idea for me is that I found myself almost in a new life, is that like someone gave me a new life, but I already have a life, right? So kind of like wanting to integrate the, the, these two identities was really hard for me. And our identity and willpower resides in the stomach. So I heard, like, you know, for, from many moms uh, who talk to me that, you know, they feel like, like stomach ache and, like, digestive issues. And I believe, because I'm very spiritual, I believe it's related to this sense of identity that you kind of lost in this sense of, like, willpower that you don't, you don't know who you are anymore, essentially, for some, some moms experience that, but there was something missing for me because I really didn't feel connection with my with my son. I didn't feel the love, you know, and I've always been like a, a very like positive and loving person, just really loving and, and caring. And I couldn't feel that connection. It broke my heart, but I didn't know what was going on. And so I started to think about the form of chakra that resides in the heart, and it's about love and compassion, but also self-love. And when I realized that I had, like, like, a sense of pressure on my chest, I thought that I understood that I had lost the love for myself. In fact, when I started to think that I wouldn't be a good mom, that I would do something stupid, you know, that, you know, I wasn't able, essentially, to... Um, to mother this baby, then I, was, I stopped loving myself. When you think you're, you're a bad person, you, you don't love yourself anymore. And then how can you really connect and love your son? So once I really figured out the root of the issue, which for me was self-love that I had lost, I was able to create a routine to incorporate in my meditation and visualizing uh, loving kindness, thoughts, and positive affirmation about loving myself. And that's how I kind of retrained my brain. Hmm. So it really depends on the, the specific issue that the person is experiencing, because I think we, are, we have all unique stories. And so what I do when I help people is to try to really get into what their life and their story is, like their complete story, essentially, to understand where these blockages may be. Um, and especially in the specific situation like mildew, it can be different things, because anxiety has always a root. Mm-hmm. And uh you have to find that route in order to heal.
0: Yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. So had you been into the chakra system, like spirituality and things like that pre birth, like pre-pregnancy? Yeah,
1: I've been reading I've been reading about spirituality and many aspects, many different aspects of it for like more than ten years. And I met spiritual teachers in my life who had a big impact on me, but I guess I never really, the chakra system has always been very interesting to me and really resonated with me, mm. but I never, I guess, put it in practice, you know, really sure. listen, what, what is it telling me, you know, how is my chakra system going right now? Mm. Where, are the, what is, where are the blockages and really, like, connect with myself in that way? I haven't done it before, um, motherhood.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I don't know if you've, um, I mean, I don't think that you have listened to this episode, but I've done an episode previously, um, that was, well, I don't know, maybe around the 20th episode, I'll put it in the show notes, but it's actually the story of me going to see a, a spiritual practitioner, essentially a shaman lady who helped, uh, me get through a lot of, I guess pain and trauma, uh, which I didn't even know was there. And the first thing that she did was go and check through the chakras um, and they were completely out of alignment and I had never... I'd never seen this. I had never come across it. I knew what the chakras were, but I'd never tested them on myself. I had read up about them and I had become slightly aware of what they were. So when she was doing what she was doing, I could kind of get like, I kind of knew what she was up to, but I had no idea that they were going to be like, like the way they were. Like my whole entire body was we out of whack, like fully out of whack. <laughs> so you should go and listen to this podcast because it'll make, it'll bring things up. And for me, I was like, man, thank goodness I did this before having a family of my own, because I can imagine that that in itself would completely put everything out as well, especially when you're pregnant with a, a little baby, right, too. Um, but I would love to know, like dig into your, I uh, like a little bit more about, obviously, figuring out that you had um, stored emotions in places but what made you decide to I guess dig into that and 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 heal yourself with that as well because a lot of people might be aware of things and they might understand that you know maybe I've got problems or maybe this is happening emotionally for some reason this is happening for me for some reason but not really actually doing anything about it like what made you go I'm gonna go and do this and actually heal myself
1: So when I first, the issues started for me, the anxiety started when my husband went back to work because the first couple of months he was home with me. and So he was really helpful. The moment he said, like, you know, I'm going back to work tomorrow, something just happened that, like, I was like... "Ah." I can't do this, you know, that's where the anxiety really started, like, I wasn't able to accept the responsibility of taking care of these little beings, and so I told him immediately, um, that I was having this anxiety really strong, and I didn't know what was going on, you know, and, um, and so he said, you know, if you you need help, obviously, you know, ask for help, you know, because, like, we need to ask for help sometimes, and so I was like, yeah, of course, I'm open to do that, so I talked to my OB, and, um, so, you know, I was, like, getting an appointment to talk to someone about the issue, like a professional. Um, and then I also wanted to talk to other women who had been through the same thing. And so I look, you know, Facebook is great. You find Facebook groups for mom. And, you know, I found, like, such a support. But also, like, I realized it's, it's way more common than we think postpartum depression and anxiety. It's just that women yeah. don't talk about it enough. Yeah. Um, Some talk about it, but we don't talk about it enough.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: That's also the reason why I I wrote an article about it that was published and and resonated with so many women because, yeah, we we don't talk about it and and it's so important to do that. The problem was, for me, and, and it's personal, it's because... I, the more I talk about these negative feelings, the worse I felt, you know, and some people instead find that when they find other people who have been through the same thing, it actually, they feel better mm-hmm. because they, they feel less lonely. For me, it wasn't working. I was like, I'm just feeling worse. You know, the more I talk about this, I just feel so miserable. And so... I first, the first thing I told my brain was that uh, everything that was going on was temporary. Why? Because I've always been like a, like a positive person, just really in love with life, really happy. Um, and so that couldn't be the new, the, the new me. You know, I was like, no, this is clearly something that is not going to last. It's a moment. I accept it as like something that is going, it's going on with me, but it's temporary. And so the thing that I did is that I asked my family and friends to remind me of the person I was. So that would, you know, remind me of things that I said, you know, that were inspiring, things that we did together. And these memories for me really helped, like, you know, combined with the what I told you about affirmations and, you know, these other techniques that I used, this really helped me just remember and retrain my brain knowing that it was just temporary. It was mm-hmm. okay I was accepting it. I didn't want to resist it. But I knew that it was, it was going away eventually. And so that really helped because the brain is like a muscle. It has to be retrained, right? And it means obviously we need to, to, to have discipline, you know. So when you combine all these techniques, because I believe that there's nothing, that one thing that works. When you combine all these techniques, for me, that's, that's, it worked, you know. And that's what I believe in, self feeling Mm. So that's what I kind of do in my practice. I give tools and then the person does the work.
0: Mm. Yeah, the person's always got to do the work, right? You can't do it for them. Yeah. That's what I find yeah. in coaching is that people think that you'll go like this magic angel and that you can fix everything when actually <laughs> they've got to do it all themselves. You're just going to help them get there. Um, cool so tell me a little bit more um, in terms of obviously deciding to make a change uh, looking after yourself, healing yourself doing the affirmations and training your brain how was that journey did you come to a point uh, where I don't know you got frustrated or things weren't working the same way or you gave up or you had to restart like is there any moments that that happened for you
1: I think that the 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 hardest thing for me, and that's another big lesson that I learned, in addition to acceptance, is living in the present moment. Because it's just so easy, you know, during the healing process, it's just so easy to go back to this anxiety of the future, especially. Oh, my God, what if this happens again? You know, like all these thoughts and this fear. Fear is so powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's such a, even if you're aware of it, I've just, just been really scared, you know, of, like, having these feelings again, and, you know, I've been experienced panic attacks in my life, and, and, and during that time, it's such a scary thing, and so, I think that thoughts about the future, and just maybe be able to overcome this, but maybe it's coming back. Um, so, what I learned... F- in the process is always go back to the present, always. Every time my thoughts went to somewhere, like in the future especially, but also in the past, whatever it wasn't the right right moment where I was, I would just go back to it and be like, okay, I'm here, what am I doing? You know, focusing slowly but surely on that specific activity that you're doing. And babies really help because, honestly, they live in the moment. And so they teach you that. And you start to see them as teachers, you know, like you get so overwhelmed when you think about all the things that you need to teach your child, right? All the things that you need to, as you said, fix in in your life, because then you have to teach and, you know, you have to be this model, this role model. But the truth is, is that your children are your teachers too. So if you start also to see them as teachers along the way, you become more humble and also you start to see the relationship with your children as something more spiritual. That can be a growth for both of you. Um, And so I think that, yeah, living in the present moment was something that I had to, I struggle with and I had to constantly go back to.
0: I love that. And I think you're so right about learning from your children and, and that being you know, a journey in itself. I think, you know, some people think it's going to be really easy. Some people think it's going to be really hard. Um, and either way, it's going to be both, right? So it's going to be amazing and it's going to be difficult at the same time. Um, but but using that as a journey of of growth for for both of you, I think, is is super special and definitely a spiritual journey for the both of you and something really important that don't think many people really think about i think we definitely got we either get caught up in the moment of everything that kind of goes on um rather than the feelings and you know the growth that can happen at the same time which is great you've got uh, another baby right uh
1: this is my my only my first oh right okay why did i feel like
0: you had an okay okay
1: (laughs) No, no, not yet.
0: But maybe you're so into the future. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Maybe I just... um, Yeah, maybe I just visualise this for you. I've just put it on my vision board, you know, now it's there. Oh, oh
1: that was
0: powerful. <laughs> um, cool. So, I mean, something that I love to do is actually working a lot with a lot of mums because I feel that mums go through so much um, with everything, with pregnancy, with giving birth, with the whole first three months, six months, year, couple of years. And I think... Some of the, you know, some of the best entrepreneurs are mums because they're so resilient. They've built up so much. They're just so good. Like, you you know, like whether it's just doing so many things at once, whether it's like emotionally ready and things like this. Um, I'd love to dig in a little bit to your your business journey and one like you deciding to start your own business Um, I think you said you know you wanted to have more time at home I think that's something very very special for mums as well to be able to be there for their children but what what inspired you to to start up your business and what have been some of the challenges along the way on that journey too?
1: in terms of work my life changed many times so my background is in the, in the hospitality industry so that's what I studied I studied languages and tourism and then I burned out you know and it wasn't something I wanted to do um, and then I got I wrote the story of my husband and I the crazy story I was telling you before that I got short but uh, I wrote a book about it because it's such a crazy story that I really wanted people to believe in fairy tales again and so I self-published a book and that's how I kind of connected more with writing, and I realized that it was just something important for me, and, and so I'm a self-taught writer, so I started to, you know, study the craft, and I started to pitch publications, you know, and eventually got into freelance writing, and uh, And so I transitioned. I, I was never good at being, you know, uh, an employee, I would say. You know, I always had issues, always met, um, you know, bosses who didn't you know get along with me and and so it was it was always painful for me and so I was like probably one of the lessons I need to, need to learn you know sometimes people are just not cut out for it you mm-hmm. you just uh, you just have to become an entrepreneur only but surely right so I went into freelance writing before and then I had to like I stopped you know the collaborations that I had uh, when uh, before giving birth. And after that, I wanted to go back to freelance writing. But 2020 is a, you know, is a, is a peculiar year for many people for many reasons, and you know, many people suffered greatly. Many people lost their jobs. But it's all about looking inward too. And so you spend so much time at home. You quarantine. You you can do the things you used to do before, and so the best way that you can do use this year instead of resisting and complaining, as I said before, is like really look inside of you. What is it? What is it that I really want to do with this life, right? And so I thought about what I wanted to do when I was younger. I wanted to be a psychologist, but I never pursued that route because I was too empathetic. I was too afraid to bring the problems of people back home with me, and so I never, I never studied to become a psychologist. And then throughout years, you know, I I got more into spirituality and I realized that Western psychology has many limits. Um, Personally, what I believe is that there are so many other ways that you can help people. And so, but I also had this part of me that was so connected with writing. Right. And so I was like, how do what, what do I do? You know, I'd like to help people, but I also love writing. And so one night I woke up and I just kind of had the plan in my mind, you know, and it just formed. And being very spiritual, I do believe that I got like my my spirit guides, as I call them, because I believe we come here on this earth with this spirit guides who are with us and protect us. You can call them your angels, but they're there, you know, to help you learn the lessons that you need to learn in this lifetime. And so sometimes, you know, they connect with you and through events, synchronicities, voices, you know, yeah. whatever whatever it is, in many different ways. And so that night I woke up and I had the idea and I was like, you know what, I am going to write a report and action plan for people. So this chakra analysis that I told you about, I'm going to do it in, in, uh, in the written form. And and I'm going to add some elements to it, a little bit of astrology, a little bit of Ayurveda, and a little bit of taro. And I'm going to do kind of like a a plan for people to show them where the issues may be, um, how they can remove these blockages, and now what is the lessons that they need to learn in this lifetime. And so I had the idea, and luckily my husband is a graphic designer, so that really helped because obviously he created a website for me um so that was like that part was easy but obviously you know it's the marketing part you know and just finding clients it's, it's just like it's a lot of work and and then you have to kind of like keep the momentum going and so you know I got my first clients so it was a lot of excitement but then you know like maybe I expected like oh my god like I got my first client so it, like they're just gonna
0: come yeah just run, run. Run the floor, it's just gonna go
1: <laughs> it wasn't that way and it, just, it was a moment like I didn't have clients and I was like oh my god what's going on and you know it's kind of like it's a journey it's another journey uh, and I definitely have so much to learn and I think that the other challenge is obviously finding time I try to work when my uh my son um goes down for his nap um, and just really be in the present as I said before you know it's a big challenge for me when you're with, when I'm with my son I want to be with him I don't want to think about work but then you know some thoughts come and, and you know sometimes it's boring to just play with yourself so you just look at <laughs> your phone you know and I aspire to be different in a sense like to be better and to really be present with my son when I'm in, with my son and with my job when with my with the work when I'm doing yeah. the work, you know, and so I think that's that's a huge challenge because you have to dedicate the right time to the different things in your life, and dedicate time means being present, and that's a big challenge. This for me,
0: cool, <laughs> yeah. For
1: other people too.
0: Um, and any any other challenge? I I think. I think everyone, you know, everyone who starts a business is going to go through that. I think especially as a young mum, uh, I work with a lot of young mums and I know that they certainly struggle with the same thing. And they're like, I want to, I want to do my work I want to do my work, but I want to look after my kid and I want to be there. And um, yeah, sometimes finding that balance can be, can be really tough, but also, we have to be a little kind to ourselves too, right? Like we have to allow ourselves to to do things without feeling the guilt of doing certain things, I think too. Um, but I'd I'd love to know when you found yourself with like no clients, like what was going through your mind and what made you just go, you know what, I need to do this. I'm going to keep doing this. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to just keep, keep going.
1: Yeah, so I think that, you know, what really resonates with me and what, like, throughout life, you know, and the challenges that we talk about before is, like, really following your intuition first. And so this connection, you know, that I realize more with time is more spiritual. Intuition is is very spiritual, you know, is with us, as I said, with these events and things that happen in our lives, synchronicities and voices, really, really taught me to trust, mm-hmm. to have a lot of trust in that first moment where you realize you want to do something and it feels right and so to really trust that voice that moment and and that really is the story of my life in a sense that that happened also in in the crazy relationship that I had with my husband if I hadn't followed that voice yeah if I hadn't persisted despite my like you know my friends father I was crazy, that I was really going to that <laughs> place and it was true, you know, but I was right and I married him in the end, you know. So I really learned persistence in you know in the in the in this love story. And then anything else, you know it's so i i have always chosen things that are not easy um some people choose easy things in life i always love challenges and so i chose to you know move to different countries to uh, rebuild my life from scratch so many times and i think it's really exciting but yes there are moments where you just feel lost and and so it's it's right to ask for help to invest in yourself you know if you need to pay someone to help you so I think that there's but there's always this trust deep trust in yourself mm-hmm. that you need to have and in your intuition that needs to be unwavering and yeah. once you lose that one that that's the scary part not when you don't, don't yeah. have clients it's when you lose <laughs> that faith
0: yeah I think and so much of that comes from self-doubt uh, you know, a lack of self-love as well, is is we forget to just actually trust where we're going, where the universe is taking us, and where we're taking ourselves as well. I think so many of us can get disconnected to that, um, and yeah, often that's just because that little devil's sitting on our shoulder telling us that we can't do it when actually... We just need to trust that we can, and just keep keep at it, keep going. So I love that. I absolutely the, love that. And the
1: ego, and the ego mm-hmm. too, and the competition. You know, we yeah. It's good to look at what others are doing, but not in a sense of like getting obsessed with like, oh my God, there's someone else that is doing the same same exact thing. You know, we get lost sometimes in comparison, and it's our ego that is always there to dictate where we put our attention. You know, so it's incredibly hard to get out of the ego space too.
0: Yep, the comparison game. Hey, that that comparison game (laughs) no one likes that comparison game
1: not healthy not healthy no it's
0: not um cool so uh one of my favorite questions i love to ask is what's one of the scariest things that you've ever done
1: oh my god motherhood was like the scariest thing ever like especially giving birth um and i gotta tell you i had an unplanned c-section so I wanted, you know, I wanted a natural delivery. I was open to the epidural. But I, you know, like yeah. c section for me, I've always been so scared of like surgeries. I hate going to the doctor, really hate. <laughs> and so it was like the worst case scenario for me. Oh. And so it was incredibly scary just to know that someone like you're awake, like your 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 body's numb, like from you know, the chest down to your feet, but you know they're cutting you open, so yeah. that, that wasn't fine. Uh, in fact, like, I had a kind of a panic attack after the fact, oh. and they had to give me an anti-anxiety medication, because my brain couldn't process what had just happened to me. I was like, what the just <laughs> happened, you know, because I didn't, I couldn't process it. It was really a lot for me, so that was the scariest thing ever
0: especially when it's in a rush, right? You don't know when it's gonna happen, you don't know actually what's going on and, and things move so quickly, I think, from, from stories that I've heard that you don't actually know and then it's kind of like one thing after the other and you're like, hang on a minute, what's just, no wonder you have a panic attack. I mean, I, I honestly sometimes wonder how, how we deal with things like that. uh, Like, and, and people expect to just get up and just walk and just carry on the day after, you know?
1: Yeah, everything is so quick, you said it, it's just so fast, you, you, your brain doesn't have time to process and of course, you know, if you tend to anxiety, that that's when it's going to show up for sure, right after.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure, Um, but I guess, yeah, I mean, look look at you now, uh, you know, you married the man of your dreams, Um, you've got your own business and you've got a beautiful, a beautiful child and another one on the way, I think. <laughs> oh wow!
1: Sorry. I want a girl,
0: so you can... I want a boy. Cool, 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 sounds good. Um, so my last question is, what's one of the, um, what's like your best tip that you can give to our listeners today?
1: I want to go back to what I said, the, a couple of the things that I said before. So I have kind of like four pillars of self-improvement, and we didn't talk about the forefront too much, but I would say self-awareness, cultivate that you know try Mm -hmm. to really be in touch with your feelings with your emotions but understand that they are waves and you are kind of the ocean you know like this metaphor is really powerful they're there but they're they're going away they're temporary so accept them breathing to them very important then um, yeah acceptance as I said acceptance is liberating because you know rejecting and resisting things bring just more pain to yourself and you can do just a very easy exercise, like inhale the problem and exhale, let go. Um, and, and that is also essential. And then the present moment, try to live in the present as much as you can. If there's also another thing that this year 2020, as taught us hopefully in addition to the fact that we're all connected as humans and, and to the planet and to the universe um i hope that the other lesson is that we have to live in the present because we really, really don't know um if we're gonna have a tomorrow and you know tomorrow is gonna be you know and so that is another thing and then the fourth pillar for me is the energy field and i quickly mentioned it is this idea that we have to be balanced also at a spiritual level and that the chakra system can be used as a as a roadmap to really find that inner balance and cultivate it
0: love it love it i love it all um and where can people find more information about you and your book so they can
1: <laughs> in the book yeah Go on my website, it's www.chiara, like my name, be like bravo, townley, like my last name.com. And uh, yeah, you can find all the information there. And in, the, in the about section, there's also a link to the book.
0: Awesome. And I shall put that in the show notes as well. So everyone who um, wants to go and find more information about you and maybe connect with you, I will pop them in there too for you. So um, thank you so much for jumping on with me today. It's been great to hear your story. I'm so excited. And, you know, I'm really excited to have you again on maybe in like a year or two and see exactly where you are and how things have developed for you. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much for jumping on with me today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and head on over to iTunes or your favorite podcast listener and give us a five-star review. Don't forget to join our free Facebook community called She's Unshakable, where we get to share our tips and tricks and experiences with building courage, resilience, and belief in ourselves. I look forward to meeting you in there.